0: Welcome to Anticdotes, a podcast where we hear from aunts who are making a difference in their nieces and nephews lives, and who are learning life lessons along the way. Hear new ideas about how you can connect with your nieces and nephews and become the favorite aunt. I'm your host, Heidi Fry. Today we have Auntie Ash on the show. Ashley Cox is a wife. Business owner and Auntie Ash to 10 amazing nieces and nephews, ranging in age from eight months to 28 years old. She also holds the honorary title of Auntie to her friends' kids, as well as many of her neighborhood kids, all of whom she loves dearly. Ashley is proud to be an aunt and enjoys playing an important role in the lives of her kiddos. Welcome to the show, Auntie Ash. What is the best thing about being an aunt? Oh gosh,
1: the best thing about being an aunt is that you get to enjoy all the fun and the love and buying all the the candies and goodies and doing all the all the fun stuff without having to do any other punishment. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we can we can get them all jacked up on Cookies and sodas and fun all day long, and then send them home to their parents at night. But seriously, I I think really my favorite part, the best part, is really getting to help shape that next generation that's coming behind us. And and I always say in jest, you know, we don't have to do any of the hard stuff, or we don't have to do any, you know, of the discipline. But obviously, there's times when we do, and and that's part of shaping that next generation, but also letting. Letting the kids know that they have someone other than their parents that they can trust, and that they can go to, and that they can share things with, them that maybe just isn't as comfortable as going to your parents. Um, so I think that being an aunt really plays such a pivotal role and is such a supportive role, uh, you know, to our to our siblings and to our in laws. Uh, so that way we can help them do the hardest job. I think, and and that's raise raise little people to be. Amazing human adults.
0: I love that. Really combining that fun with the support as well. I think that's really important. Thanks for sharing. And I know being an aunt often extends beyond nieces and nephews that are in our families. Could you tell us more about how you became an aunt to the neighborhood kids?
1: Yes, my street kids um, is, is <laughs> what we call them. My husband and I, and I, I think a, a lot of the the non familial kids in our lives come to us because we are so open and supportive of the kids and we're always, you know, cheering them on and making sure that we learn their names and learn their birthdays and, you know, the things that they enjoy doing. Um, you know, our street kids, we really, really got to know them during the pandemic when nobody could go anywhere, when everybody was quarantined at home. And so everybody would stand kind of in their driveways and sort of kind of parallel play outside on our street. And, and, you know, we were hollering back and forth, um, across, across the yards and across the driveways and, and the road and just really started to get to know everyone even deeper. And, built some strong relationships with with the kids and with their parents and and I think that was a really special time it was kind of a throwback time to before we had a lot of technology that makes you know makes it a little harder to get out and meet people these days. You know, it's easy to be on Facebook or Instagram and and make internet friends. And I've got plenty of internet friends. I absolutely love some folks that I've met online and I've never actually met in person. But I do think it was that a little bit of that nostalgia, that throwback to to the times where you had to go outside to meet people, <laughs> and uh, and it was really cool. It was a really special experience over the last couple of years, really getting to know these kids. And we celebrate all their birthdays, and they come. Into you know our garage when we're out in the garage working, or they come in the yard, or uh, they play ball in the backyard, and all these these different fun ways to connect. Even though we don't have any children of our own, um, so like in the beginning, their parents would be like, "No, don't don't go in in Mike and Ashley's yard. Don't go in their yard." And We're like, "No, come in our yard." Now they just go out there and put blankets down and have picnics in the yard. So, <laughs> so we we love that we've we've helped to kind of cultivate that community and and their parents are appreciative, you know, of of how we welcome the kids in even though we don't have kids of our own and um and I think that's such a special bond. That's that's a unique way to to connect with other people on a really intimate level, I think.
0: I love how you shared how it's sort of that throwback because the communities and neighbors used to be a big thing and now bringing that back, I think that's really neat. And I'm sure the parents really appreciate some of those breaks that you give them and I think parents in general really appreciate the role that aunts play in their children's lives. And how do you support parents and respect their parenting styles?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I think one of the things that it's easy to forget is that these are not your children. (laughs) (laughs) And even if you have certain beliefs or values or opinions about how things should go, it ain't about you. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's about that that family. It's about those parents and their values and their beliefs and, and their children. And so I think one of the most important ways that I see myself stepping into that auntie role, whether it's with my own family or with our street kids or, or with friends' kids, is that I have to respect that they have maybe different values, different beliefs, different ways that they might handle things, and and it's important for me to learn what those are and interact with their children appropriately. And and I think that makes it it makes it really challenging, especially when you have as many kids in in your life as we do. Is to remember, okay, now what do they prefer, and and how you know how are they talking about this? And so you know, some of our friends' safeties are really big, important value. And they're always talking about, okay, safety first, look left, look right, look left again. And and I know that's something, you know, all parents are teaching their children, but it's safety in every minutia of life. Whereas someone else might be you know, like, we're going on an adventure, where do you find the adventure, let's look for an adventure in everything we do. And so, you know, they're, they're teaching their their kids these important life skills and these values. And to me, it's, it's just really important that as an auntie, as a support um, person in their lives, that I'm reflecting those values, and I'm also building those values up and, and that I'm not trying to interject my own personal opinions or values um, too frequently. <laughs>
0: I know something that you really focus on is the importance of not having different rules for different genders. Could you share some examples of how you've put that into practice?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the things we do as a disservice to young girls is we only focus on their outer beauty. Oh, you're so pretty! Oh, your hair is so beautiful and shiny. Oh, that's a pretty dress and a lot of times we're telling boys different things. Oh, you're so brave and you're so strong and look how you know tough you are. And so I think it's important that we share those different um, non-gender conforming values across the way because girls can also be st- strong and brave and they can be tough. And so I'm, I really try to make it a point not to speak to their appearances as much as I do character qualities. So, you know, I might say something to my niece, like, wow, you're, you know, really smart. That's a really creative way to have come up with that. How do you problem solve that? Or I might say to my nephews, oh, it's okay to cry. You know, it's okay for us to show emotion and and not push that down as, oh, you know, big boys don't cry or, you know, boys don't cry. So I think just really thinking about what are the the gender norms that we're culturally accustomed to and how can we break those down for this next generation so that boys can be more empathetic and compassionate and they can can share their emotions and they can, they can be more emotionally intelligent and girls can know that they can be brave and strong and tough um, and smart and inquisitive and courageous. Um, so those are just kind of a couple of examples.
0: Yeah, that's really great because I know it's easy for me even to go into the like, oh, you're so cute. You know, we want to say our nieces are so cute and that, but really looking at some of the other ways that we can recognize all the other amazing things that they are. And I I really love your point too about with the males and being able to really allow them to have emotions because I think that's been very restrictive in the past and and that's caused a lot of problems for us now, right? Absolutely. So I think that's really great that you're recognizing um, really with both genders, allowing them to freely express themselves. So that's really awesome. And then I know it's also important for us to look at, you know, what are, what are we saying and doing? Like I was just home for Thanksgiving and it was sort of that instinct to be like, oh, I feel really fat. I ate all this food Mm. and then kind of catching myself like, oh, what kind of example am I setting for them with body image, things like that. And um, what are some ways that we can really, you know, make sure that our self-talk and what we're saying about ourselves is, is helping them, you know, provide a good example for how they can talk about themselves.
1: Oh my gosh. This is such a big one, especially with us, us ladies. We love to, we love to hate ourselves. (laughs) It's (laughs) probably the the best way to put it. And I'm such, I'm such a person who is in that, in in that boat, you know, I'm very, you know, hard on myself. And so when I'm around my nieces, especially, but around my nephews too, I think it's important to just be very aware of what I'm saying and how that's being interpreted because I don't want my beautiful nieces who are incredible and smart and uh, courageous and strong uh, to grow up and just see themselves as a body that other people look at. And so I have to be very aware not to say, oh my gosh, I look so fat today. Or, you know, instead say something like, um, you know, I, I felt really strong when when I was doing that or you know it was it was really um, empowering when I got to to do that thing or you know whatever that might be or even just encouraging them in whatever they're doing. So you know our, our nieces are into softball and basketball and and I admire that so much because I'm not a sports, I'm not an athlete. <laughs> I don't know anything about any, any of the, of the sports, um, world, but I see it in them and I see their passion and I see their drive. And, and I always like to you know call that, wow, you look really strong or, um, you know, your form looked really amazing or, you know, something that really speaks to their athleticism and their ability to get out there and play sports, just like the boys. Um, and, and, you know, if, if they say something like, oh, my poor little, my poor little nephew, he's five, he's just gotten glasses and. You know he's he's had some teasing already, and I'm at, I'm like five five years old, um, and so it's just encouraging. And like, you look smart in your glasses, um, you know, glasses help us see, so that way we can we can understand what's going on in the world around us. I wear glasses, like, let me wear my glasses in front of you, so that you see that they're actually not a horrible thing. Um, so it, I think some of it is saying words, and some of it is just showing up and and being present in the way that you would like for them to be present. So whether that means I show up and I wear my glasses all day, even if I didn't want to, um, or if it means just, you know, cheering on from the sidelines and, and just reinforcing whatever that love is that they have.
0: I love that being able to share through your words and then modeling that behavior as well, I think is really important. I know I was doing some workouts with my niece when I was home and it wasn't about, okay, I have to do this because I don't want to you know, gain weight or this or that. It's like, Hey, let's go get strong. And then she was my little coach and everything. She's like, Hey, drop and do a burpee. And we just kind of made it fun too, where we could pick like, Mm -hmm. okay, you pick what we're doing next. And we just made it really fun. And then, you know, I'd talk about how strong she's getting. And I I love that, how you keep mentioning that word strong. I think that's really important because it encompasses so many things, you know, the physical, Mm. the mental strength, all of that. So
1: it does. And, and, you know, that that idea that women can't be strong or that you know we we're soft or we should be quiet or we should you know just sit quietly aside while the men do the the men things. and I'm like, no, I'm gonna get outside, I'm gonna dig in the dirt and I'm gonna use power tools and I'm gonna show you girls that that's that's okay too. as a matter of fact, I had a friend the other day who said, oh my gosh, what do you mean you used you know, a, a power saw? And I'm like, I didn't just use a power saw. I researched it. I picked it out. I purchased it. And then I used it. <laughs> <laughs> and I want the girls to feel that way too, that, yeah. you know, that's not an unusual thing that women can do those things. And I want them to see that just in
0: in my example. Yeah. That's so funny. My 21 year old niece just got a drill for her birthday and she's like super yes. excited. Like, Oh, what can I use this on? And I love it. So drill fun. everything,
1: drill <laughs> <I know>. everything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to give her a little more of that independence to be able to mm-hmm. take care of things on her own. So I thought and that was really And not to be scared. Neat.
1: Yeah, yeah, not to be scared, and and I'm always relying on someone else, usually someone from the male gender, mm-hmm. to do things for you. No, we can use power tools. We can play sports. We can sit in the boardroom and make powerful business decisions. We can own companies. We can do so many things. And and the guys, boys you all can be empathetic and compassionate and you can work in fields where you're caretakers and where you're, you know, loving on people and, and showing that softer side. And I think that just feels like such a theme in my, in my whole auntiehood, I guess you'd call it is just, you know, making sure that each child knows that they have value in this world, that they can do and be whatever they want and that we can set that example for them. Yeah,
0: that's great. And what are some of your favorite memories with your nieces and nephews?
1: Oh my gosh. I have so many. There's the cutest. uh, I take selfies with everybody all the time. Uh, And there's the cutest little selfie that I have with my, my nephew. He's five now, and he was probably maybe 18 months or close to two years at the time. And He's just this chunky little thing sitting there and has the biggest grin on his face and we're high-fiving and it's like the cutest little selfie ever. Um, And and I think those are fun memories because they're like, oh yeah, I want to take a selfie and um, you know, I made banana pudding with two of my nieces a few years ago, and they still talk about that banana pudding today. And, and I said, gosh, girls, you know, we just talked about it over Thanksgiving. And they were like, do you remember that banana pudding we made? It was amazing. (laughs) Like, you know what? We need to make that again. Um, because it's those simple little moments where you're just spending time. You're not doing anything Super extravagant. I mean, I haven't been able to take anybody on any sort of world trips yet. They've they've been too young. And uh, of course, now we've been in pandemic land for two years. Um, But, you know, just those little intimate moments where you get to talk to them and you get to learn about their personalities and you get to learn about their likes and their dislikes and just listen. I like to, I like to talk. I love to chat. I'm a super chatty person, but I think sometimes when it comes to kids, it's just asking questions and really listening to what they have to share and learning who are they as, as individuals and as little people.
0: I like how you talked about the simple things too, because we were putting together this puzzle and I'm like, oh, this is cool. Cause it's not like we're sitting on a computer game and then yeah. just, you know, it was a really difficult puzzle. So it was this, yeah. we ended up staying up much later than we probably should have, but we were so <laughs> determined, like, we're going to figure this out. And then being able to have kind of that success together and look at it, like, Hey, we put that together. I think that was so cool. Oh, it's yeah. like such a, you know cheap thing too, and non-electronic mm-hmm. and just being able to have that experience. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That, so yeah. Was fun.
1: <laughs> yeah. And you know, sometimes then you end up finding yourself in, in the technology world. And when I remember when TikTok first came out and it's been a couple of years, it really blew up over the pandemic, but it, it actually came out before. <laughs> and my two nieces, um, they had me downstairs doing TikToks and I, was not even remotely good at it, but we were having fun. And that was the most important thing. It was like, okay, I'm going to give it my best shot and I'm going to look completely ridiculous and that's okay. (laughs) Um, But just being able to connect with them, meet them where they are and do things that they enjoy and, and engage in it in a meaningful way. I, I think so many times people, you know, us, all of us grownups, we say things like, well, I'm too busy, or I'm not going to be good at that. Or, you know, I, that's not, I don't like to do that. Um, It's not really about you. (laughs) (laughs) It's not about you. It's, it's about cultivating and nurturing their interests and the things that they enjoy and meeting them where they are. Because if, if you only ever did things that you like to do, you don't get to know that other person, whether they're a, a tiny human, a teenager, or an adult. Um, So I think it's important just to meet them where they are and and engage in activities they enjoy and then teach them new things that maybe they haven't had exposure to before.
0: Yeah, that's great. And what have you learned from your nieces and nephews? Oh gosh. Um, I'm really horrible with patience.
1: So I've learned a lot of patience. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've learned to listen more than talk because I think that's where the magic happens. I think that's where you connect at a deeper level. Um, I've learned to just really live in the moment and enjoy what's going on because most of the time kids aren't thinking about the 15 other things that they need to get done that day or the, the deadline that's on their plate or um, you know, the thousand things we worry about as adults. And so I think it's, it's such a, a joy to be able to just be, in the moment. And, and that's something I don't do enough. I love to worry about all the things and I love to worry about the future. And so to me, it's, it's always a, a joy to be able to just like put that stuff aside and just play, just be joyful. And and there's not enough um, there's not enough in the moment living uh, in the world right now. So I think that's
0: so special. I love that to just be, mm-hmm. just be with them and put all that stuff aside. That's Something we probably all need to do. Yeah, What a nice break and connection point with them. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. For sure. Yeah. And what do you think they've learned from you? Oh, gosh,
1: that's such a hard question. I don't want to (laughs) like assume things about other people, but (laughs) (laughs) you know, what I, what I hope that they've learned is that there's someone who. Is willing to to slow down and to listen and to see them, and that they can share what they're truly feeling and thinking, and that they don't have to pretend with me. You know, I don't I don't ever want my nieces and nephews or our street kids or you know my friends' kids to think that they have to put on some sort of mask or facade or um, to be okay if they're not okay. And I think that too many times we, as a culture, as a society, push the, the mantra, good vibes only, only be positive, only be, only be optimistic and happy and joyful all the time. And the truth of the fact is, is that as, a humu- as humans, we have complex emotions. And if we're constantly stuffing those down, then we're missing the full human experience. And if we're teaching our children to push all of those emotions down, we're, we're creating harm in their future mental capacity and their ability to relate to other people and their ability to process trauma and bad times and hard times and scary times. And I think that we've got to create that space where they feel safe enough to say, actually, today really was hard or this hurt my feelings or... I'm really upset about this this thing that happened. And and I just want them to always know that that I'm that safe space and I hope that that's what they're learning.
0: That's a beautiful gift that you're giving them to really allow them to be themselves and to really be seen. I think that's so so important. So thank you for that. Thank you. And what advice do you have for other ants?
1: Soak in all the fun <laughs> that you possibly can. Um, I think that it's, it's so it, it, even though it's such an important role, it's also such a fun role. So be in the moment, put your phone down, turn the TV off, turn the radio up, jam out, look goofy, be ridiculous, make the banana pudding, like really soak in all the joy of just being in the moment and, and love your little people. Every single moment you get, Um, you know, uh, most, all of our nieces and nephews live away from us. And so, you know, FaceTime is a big part of our lives calling, you know, on the phone, even when they get older and they're like, what are you calling? (laughs) (laughs) Just reinforcing, like I am here and I'm going to keep checking in because I want you to know how important you are in my life. And I want you to know that you have me, even if I'm three hours away or across the country or around the world or wherever it might be, but, but soak in the moment do all the funny, goofy things, like who cares? Nobody, nobody's going to judge you for being silly or goofy. And if they do, that's their problem. Um, And I think just, you know, think about what, what you want to impart, think about how you want for your nieces and nephews to remember you. And, and like with my own aunts and uncles, I, I, See each of them in their own special and unique way that they love and support me, that they show up for me, that they are always there for me. And that I know even if we haven't talked in months, um, if I called and I needed something, I know without a shadow of a doubt that they would drop everything and be right there for me. And I just I just want everyone to have that experience, whether or not you have blood relative nieces and nephews or they are your street kids or your friend's kids or whoever they might be.
0: Thank you so much for that awesome advice. And thank you for everything that you've shared today, Auntie Ash. You're amazing. And um, your nieces and nephews on the street kids are so lucky to have you. Oh,
1: thank you so much. It's such a blessing to be able to, to play that role in their lives and, and to have the honor of being given that opportunity in in spaces where I might not otherwise have it.
0: Thank you for listening to anecdotes. Be sure to subscribe to get the latest episodes and also join us on our Facebook group to talk with other ants. You can join that group at facebook.com slash groups slash anecdotes. That's spelled A-U-N-T-E-C-D-O-T-E-S. And if you're interested in being a guest on the show, email me at anecdotes at gmail.com.